Guten Tag, Privet! Hello, my beautiful, sexy little babes, and welcome back to the Deuce Poir podcast. Oh, what a week it has been. We have news, we have developments, we have winners, we have losers, we have outright shocks coming from the land of Italy, Finland. I was going to go on, but Finland is just, I can't. I can't go on. Um, look, we'll get to Finland. Um, for everyone out there, we're at this stage, we're not trying to give too deep a dive. So if you want to go relatively virginal into Eurovision 2024, you can. But when it comes to the 2024 Finland, we are going to nut down into this performance just a little bit more. But I'll let you know before that happens in case you want to flee the room. And trust me, for everyone who has seen Finland 2024, fleeing the room may not be such a bad option. So who's been picked next for Eurovision? Well, the next one, we come from the winner of the next star. Idan Golan will be representing Israel at the Eurovision Song Contest 2024. That's right, Idan Golan. Can I just say, and I know that her name is Idan Golan because she did an announcement after she won a little TikTok. It was very cute. Hello, I'm Idan Golan. I'll be in Eurovision 2024. Her name. I keep saying, you're like, why do you keep saying Idan Golan? Because her name, E-D-E-N. Apparently, that's Idan. Is it just me? When did Eden... Stop being Eden. When did we start calling Eden Edan? I don't know. Is that what the kids are doing? It would never have occurred to me to pronounce Eden Edan. Is this just something that that happens in Israel or Europe? Is this a common thing? Are, are you an Edan out there? Have you ever met an Edan? Is this the thing? Am I the one out of sync with the kids? I don't know. Look, honestly, as long as it's not spelt with triple X's and an S and, I don't know, you're not doing a print and you're not making us call you a symbol, it's fine. So what do we know about Edan? She's 20 years old. She was born in Tel Aviv. She wanted to be a dancer. Oh, I love this. I wanted to be a dancer my whole life until at age nine. Ah! Until <laughs> Stop! Overachieving, everybody. Seriously. I know movies, television, inspirational seekers are going to tell you to chase your dreams, but honestly, you've got to leave some time to lay on a couch, just skip through a field. You know what I'm saying? So she was working towards her lifelong dream of becoming a dancer until at age nine, she discovered that she could sing as well. So she decided to take on singing as well as dancing and singing took the front row. Her dream is to sing with Beyonce. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would never say anything about Queen Bee and that's all good. But why do you want to sing with Queen Bee when you have an opportunity to sing with Queen Dancing Lasha Tumbai. When you have the chance to bang out a James Bond intro song with Queen Conchita, or maybe even be featured in one of the greatest Eurovision songs of all time with Queen Petra Mead. Fingers crossed, that's what I'm hoping for for Eurovision 2024. Not for her, 
not for not for Idan, for me. You know, I'm I'm just throwing my name out there, Petra Mead. I am available. Now, there's a question for you. If you had to cosplay anybody on the Eurovision stage, who would you like to cosplay? I'm going to rule out Lordy because obviously no one can be Lordy, but Lordy, and I'm afraid those shoes would kill anybody else but Lordy. And obviously you can't be Alexander Ryback because Alexander Ryback is going to be there anyway with his violin, so we don't need any cosplayers. We have the real thing. No, I have no formal announcement that he's locked in, but it's it's the Eurovision. It's Alexander Ryback. Of course he's going to be there. It's just kind of what happens now. So what else is happening? Well, I can tell you for the last five minutes, I just had a look. My note just said Coke slash bicarb. And I got very excited and was like, hang on, I can't remember a Coke scandal being involved for Eurovision this week. No, it turns out for some reason, I've just decided to write down a potential uh, cleaning recipe uh, in the middle of my Eurovision notes. Hmm, ADHD, say you get distracted without telling me you get distracted. Oh, look, shiny thing. But let's be honest, all eyes were focused on only one part of the world this week. Oh, we didn't have an option. It was night after night after night after night. We are, of course, talking about Italy and the San Remo Festival. As we discussed in last week's episode, they pretty much wheeled out anyone who's ever represented Italy at Eurovision to bring them out to have another go for the chance to represent Italy. I think the two biggest options that everyone just assumed it was going to be the fight out between were Grand Amore, Heartbreakers, Il Volo, with their song Capo La Vera. I have to be honest, when I started reading it in my brain, I saw the Kappa, and in my brain, I don't know why, I just decided that they were going to be singing a song about the, you know, that American rodent, bear, ferret, cat, dog thing, the capybara. That's what I just thought. I don't know why. And then I'm like, oh, how amazing would that be? Ilvolo singing about the capybara. Capybara sitting on a shore. Capybara grand amore for the capybara. Sadly, no, it was not a song about the capybara. It was the capybara. Don't get me wrong, this was sung beautifully. The three gents were looking amazing. You can see the three men have, as they've grown, they've certainly evolved in their looks. One of the members bringing a distinctly stylish silken pirate vibe to the band, which I was seriously vibing with. But to be honest, this one was no Grand Amore. This one did not win the San Remo competition. And I hate to say it, I can't say Italy was wrong. It is a great song, great performance, moving performance, some of the best singers we've ever seen at Eurovision. I just don't think that song was the Eurovision winner. We also had Mahmoud competing, but wait for it. We didn't just have Mahmoud competing. It wasn't just Mahmoud. You know who it was? It was Mahmoud and hair. I know he's had hair before. It's been very sort of shortly shorn or shaved, but he seemed to sort of have a full head of hair. And I found it very distracting when he came out. I was like, oh, who are you? Are you performing with Mahmoud? 
what? And then he opened his mouth and I realised it was Mahmud. Apparently, that's all he needs to do to put on a disguise is apparently just get a haircut. Completely unrecognisable. Now, Mahmud was certainly sounding a lot better than he was from 2022. I think this is the only problem, the challenge that he now faces is that, let's be honest, 2022 was a bit of a mashed affair. The Eurovision performance, you really got the feeling that there was nothing cohesive about the performance. It certainly wasn't on key. So I think some people might have been a bit sceptical. Now, Mahmood was back with a strong vocal performance, more remnants of his 2019 performance, a lot more solid vocal performance. I think the problem with Mahmood And it's not that he's not an amazing singer. It's the problem that when Mahmood performs, you really get the feeling like his grandma has just died and he wants to do some drugs to try and hide the pain, but he doesn't have enough money to buy for the drugs. So you're like, look, fine, I'll do a deal. I'll give you the drugs, but I'm not going to give you the drugs until you sing this song that I like from the radio. So he's standing there awkwardly and you're crack drug den singing for the coke to make the feelings go away about his dead grandma. That's the face that he brings to the performance. And of course, this isn't helped when you see him up on the stage and he's wearing jeans and his jeans are hanging so low, they're under his butt. You're not helping. You're just feeding the drug freeled. Oh, my Nana died theory that we have. And he has a lovely smile. My Lord, the teeth on this man. They're impeccable. I'm not saying you have to smile more. Heaven forbid you don't have to smile, but please don't. Just stop looking like you're dancing for cocaine. That's all I'm saying. And one of his performances on the Eurovision stage, if you actually go and see the live footage, it's hilarious because one of the hosts – At first, you're like, oh, my Lord, has the stage been invaded by somebody as his grandma, who, oh, my Lord, thank God, we all thought she was dead. But no, apparently she's alive and she's wandered on stage with her phone up, just recording Mahmood, just wandering around on the back of the stage, not a care in the world. Bless you, Italy. What? You couldn't get your stage to work? You don't know what's going on quite with your live performance? (gasps) Oh. Such an Italian show. It's a little bit distracting. I have to say Mahmood's song this year, Tula Gold, oh, was catchy. It was addictive. It was sing along. It had that real kind of earworm. You can join along with the same parts that you had with Saldi. But shockingly enough, this song did not go through. I was kind of thinking this one was going to be the default. Obviously, this one was going to go through. But as the national finals are proving, just because you are a seasoned Eurovision professional or you are just the assumption the rest of the world assumes your country is going to make or is the logical choice, doesn't mean that you are going to get through. He was defeated by Angelina Mangol with La Noia. La Noia. I have to be honest, as the three minutes went on, the song 
fucked up. It's a little bit catchy. Look, it's 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 fun. I think it's a good song. She did a good vocal performance. I kind of think Italy might have messed up with this one, though. I think Mahmoud would have had much more success at Eurovision, certainly with the juries. Oh, the juries would have passed out, I think, for this Mahmoud song. Maybe it just comes back to after that 2022 lackluster performance, maybe the confidence is gone with Mahmoud. But like we know, it's Eurovision. You never know what is going to happen. I certainly don't think Italy will be embarrassed by this song. I think it will, it will do okay, but I think no one has to worry about Italy stealing the glass trophy with this one. So that's certainly a shock, but we have to give full points to Angelina for literally topping off two of the highest achievers for Italy, excluding, of course, Maniskin, but Il Volo and Mahmoud. Oh, both ranked so high with Italy, and we have to salute her for being able to defeat the two of them in a competition. To me, oh, I can't even imagine what a high that would be. And such a compliment. That is certainly something that you would carry as a huge source of pride for the rest of your life. On the opposite end of that scale, someone who may not be carrying the huge pride from Eurovision. So we all talk about, yes, you become Conchita Worst, you become Lasha Tumbai, you become Lorraine, you become ABBA, you become an icon, you excel at Eurovision. Your, your performance is phenomenal and it is talked about for years and years to come in hushed and praised terms. But we don't often think about trauma that has to get heat on people who have a lacklustre, let alone a terrible showing at Eurovision. And we all know sometimes we've had amazing songs, amazing performers, but unfortunately just things have gone wrong on the night. What do you do? Certainly, what do you do if you become a null poids? What if you're second to last, third to last? What if you're the lowest your country has performed in decades? What do you do? Even if you're confident in yourself and your performance, there's still has to be an element of disappointment. I'm imagining even embarrassment or shame. And I only say that because performers are just people like the rest of us. You know how you are. Sometimes all you do is beat yourself up, even if you've given all that you've got. And you sit there and you think about everything you've done wrong. Oh, when it's three in the morning and you can still remember that time. You still remember that time in the cafe where that waitress told you to have a good meal and you said, you too. And then you both just stood there thinking about what an idiot you were. All that time you told someone you loved them and they said, thank you. Can you imagine imagining that and then imagining that time that you went to Eurovision? And you came second last. You became a meme of shame. You find out your mother voted for another country. What do you do with that? 
Well, if you're May Muller, who represented the UK last year and came second last. And that was only because Germany lost their mind. What do you do? Well, if you're May Muller, you step away from music for a while. She's now turned her attentions to acting. Nothing like keeping busy to try to keep the shame at bay. This week, a film called Gassed Up will be released. It is described as a, quote, gritty thriller about a teenager in a moped gang. I'm sorry. Did we use the words gritty thriller to describe a film about a moped gang? Oh, Lord, the world is doomed. Oh, Lord, quote, finger waggle, gritty thriller. I'm just saying. Okay, all right. Yes, gritty thriller. You know what? I hope the person who thought of this is going to be lying awake at 3 a.m. this morning and then realize I use the word gritty thriller to describe a film about people on a moped. So teenagers on a moped steal and rob The leader of this moped gang is stealing, uh, it's the old hooker with the heart of gold story, is stealing to support his 14-year-old sister and drug-addicted mother. Well, this sounds cheery. May Muller is playing his love interest. And after this experience, May has decided, ah, interesting, she's decided now that she's finished her first film that she actually enjoys acting and would like to begin some acting classes. I certainly hope that is not going to be an indictment on the film. I'm certainly not going to take a cheap shot that's suggesting maybe she too could have had singing lessons before she went to Eurovision. But anywho... Just remember, if it makes you feel better, the good thing about the human race is that we are all the same sad sack. So we're all lying around at 3am regretting that time we looked like an idiot. My advice, just get cats. They'll be too busy running across your face. They can distract you from the abject shame of your life. Now, moving to Latvia. This has been won by Don's. That's it, Don's, like, sure, this is the year of the one-named act. But Don's will be representing Latvia with his song, Hollow. I have to be honest, I wasn't hugely excited at the beginning, but it's got a little bit of a little bit of a slow burn. I like it. I think a lot of this is going to come with the performance. It's going to be interesting to see if he's going to be wearing the same outfit that he actually did on the live performance. Without giving too much away, Latvia is middle-aged man, bald head. He sang in what looked like a dark blue jumpsuit. We, of course, from movies, we've all seen the orange jumpsuit that criminals wear in American prisons. And there's something about the dark blue and the bald head. If I'm going to be honest, he looks like he is a super villain. From like a MCU DC universe locked up in a special asylum for the criminal insane. So picture Lex Luthor in Batman the musical. He really does have this like criminal overlord vibe. 
Which, to be honest, with him singing about, ah, I'm going to be me to hell with it all. I'd rather, I would rather you buried me in a shallow grave than live a hollow life. It kind of actually works. I think they just need to lean into this super villain. Give it that dark energy. <sighs> but he actually has a great voice. So, yeah, it's just going to see what Latvia does, but I think they're really going to have to lean into it with the performance. So lean in with that evil supervillain or just oh, really going to have to bring out the drama with that stage production. Now, it comes that time of the night. Speaking of stage production, we can only talk about one thing. We can only cha-cha-cha our way into Finland. Finland, of course, who was robbed last year at Eurovision 2023. Never going to stop saying it. Karaja cha cha cha. Still my personal favorite. But Finland this year, oh my lord, talk about a complete 180 degree turn. It's like the people at Finland had a nervous breakdown last year when they almost won it and went, oh, holy shit, we thought that was the complete opposite reaction we were going to get. We thought this would cement that Finland definitely was not going to get Eurovision 2024. What can we do to ensure that we will not get Eurovision 2025? Enter Windows 95, man. No rules. Now, if you don't want to hear anything about their stage performance, and again, this may all completely change before the Eurovision Grand Final, but I really think a lot of these elements are going to be kept in it. Because most of the elements were gimmick. This is a gimmick song. This is a gimmick performance. We all know me. What? You love a novelty act at Eurovision. I love the novelty act. I complain the novelty acts don't get more respect. That was until we have Windows 95 Man No Rules. What the hell is this? Some could suggest it all went wrong the moment that a denim egg appeared on stage. Was the man who very clearly is trying to present himself as some kind of inappropriate toucher offender? The singer isn't. I'm not saying that in any way. I'm saying, you know, you have those glasses and everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, they're serial killer glasses. It's just the vibe. That's kind of the vibe that they're trying to go for as part of the ha, ha, ha. Look, I know that was the 95 aesthetic to look like you were some kind of inappropriate toucher, but I really don't think we need to get it back. And then a man comes back with one of those swiffle mops, but it's, it's like a hundred of them have died to make himself a jacket. The weird, inappropriate, touchy man. They're trying to allude to suggest he's not wearing any pants. I just, I just don't get. Like, Windows 95, man, there's a reason we've upgraded. There's a reason we've stopped using Windows 95, man. I have to admit, this performance made me a little bit sad because I watched it and I went, ah, oh, I see that crack cocaine has finally made its way into Finland. I can say right now with extreme confidence and no hesitation, the jury is going to give this zero points. 
I get the feeling that they're kind of hoping this is going to sort of become like a a cult, give that wolf a banana kind of vibe, but all I smell is sweaty denim and try hard. I mean, I know they had the volcano eruptions last year. Did everybody breathe in the gas? Finland, what is this? To be honest, I'm just, I'm very very confused by this one and I was so disappointed after the sheer joy that was Finland in 2023. Ah, look, uh, who who knows? Maybe that, no, you know what? I can't see them coming up with anything. I don't see them coming up with a stage performance that's going to redefine this and now that we've seen it, it's kind of like it's a one-trick pony. Um, Imagine if Stranger Things had been a three-minute song but completely failed. That's that's what this is. The series failed in three minutes. Bad. Very, very bad. But there's just been so much this week and I've rattled on. What we'll do is we will leave it here for now. I will be back later in the week tomorrow night I'll be recording my other podcast please feel free come give me a listen in Gabin in the Woods that's G-A-B-B-I-N Gabin in the Woods podcast we talk about all things true crime supernatural paranoia and cryptid (laughs) Thursday night we are going to have a special episode as it looks like oh Things in Ireland are really starting to kick off. Needless to say, a lot of people were not happy when Ireland picked its contestants for Eurovision 2024. We're going to check out the latest chapter, which is Irish performer Bambi Thug versus apparently the Irish Catholic Church weighs in on the singer and the performance. We're going to have a look at that. We know why the church and the state are separated Now we need to look at, do we need to separate the church and Eurovision? But that's coming up in two days. Join us for that. In the meanwhile, go listen to... Go listen to some of the acts that didn't make it through to Eurovision 2024. The good news is you're not spoiling Eurovision 2024, but you can enjoy because honestly, some of these songs, even though they didn't make it through, they are absolute delicio. Ivolo, Capulvara, and Mahmud's Tuta Gold. And I'll tutor your gold, tutor your gold on Thursday. Mwah.